We'd like to welcome everyone to our Mother's Day service. We appreciate that you are all here worshiping together with us this day. Amen. I just want to let you know that I pray and I hope that each and every mother has a blessed and wonderful Mother's Day. We love and care for all of you. So we thank you so much for taking this opportunity, taking some time to be with us here today on Mother's Day Sunday morning, worshiping together with us. And the word of God that's come, coming forth is going to be a blessing to each and every one of you. So thank you for coming out today and taking the time to spend Mother's Day with us. Amen. Thank you, hon. You know, it's a privilege to come together each and every Sunday, even though it's virtual, but yet you're there. I know you are. And we're here together, all worshiping Almighty God. But this is a very special day. So I also want to bless all the mothers, just let them know how important you all are. Appreciate you more than words can say. And I also want you to know that the chat room is open. So in case um, you're right next to your computer and you're able to, get yourself on chat right now and let us know you're there. Tell us um, your mother's there, your father's there, or us in five, us in three. We really, really want to know that you're there. And at the same time, if you have a prayer request, please release it on the chat room. We want to know you're there. We want to pray with you. And we want to celebrate this together. Very, very important that we all do. So, hon, why don't you start us off with a prayer, and then we'll get right into worship. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for every mother out there, Father. Yes, we thank Lord. you for their sacrifice, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for they are blessed. We call every mother out there blessed today. Yes, we know that Lord. today's service will be a blessed one, Lord. And we pray, Father, that the word that will come forth will minister to each yes, and every Lord. one of us at the point of their need. We thank you for this day. Father, we thank you especially for every mother, Father, who is out there, Father, who has taken the time to be here with us today. And we bless this service. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. So now let's enter all into a time of worship and prayer as we give him all the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hi to all the moms. Happy Mother's Day. I miss you guys. I wish I could be there to give you each and every one a hug. But anyway, I just want to say God bless. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your faith in the Lord and your walk in the Lord. Thank you for everything. God bless. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, hi everyone. God bless. Uh, we just want to take the time to tell the mothers Happy, happy Mother's, mother's day. day. I hope everyone enjoys this special day. God bless. God bless. Good morning, CCS family. God bless everyone. Just want to wish all the mothers a happy Mother's Day. Stay blessed and stay safe. I want to wish all the mothers today a happy Mother's Day, especially my wife. God bless you all. Happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful mothers in CCF. God bless you. This is your day. You're very valuable. You're ladies of significance, especially my wife, Jeanette Hall, and my mother-in-law, Cruz Maldonado, we love you. God bless you all. Enjoy this blessed day. This is your day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. God bless you, Calvary family. I just wanted to take a moment to wish every mother a happy Mother's Day. And may you all be safe and healthy. 
near your families today. Enjoy the day that the Lord has made, for we will rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you all. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers, grandmothers, mothers-to-be. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day from the Durants, and may God bless you. Hi, Calvary family. We just want to wish everyone a very, very happy Mother's Day, but especially to our mother. We love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Thank you for Day. everything that you do for us, even Thank Lucy you. and Lacey. Bye. Hey, Brother Eli here. want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the women at Calvary Christian Fellowship. Pastor Gwen, want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. May you be surrounded with lots of love today, lots of health and blessings. And last but not least, I want to say happy, happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife and outstanding mother to Eric. We want to say thank you. We love you dearly and thank you for everything that you do. Enjoy your special day.
anointed. Thank you, Jesus.
Wow, that was some awesome worship and praise. It's always wonderful uh, to um, gather around the saints and fellowship Almighty God together as a church family. And I know each and every one of you in your homes, you are praising God and remembering those beautiful songs that we sing together. Can't wait till we get back to the building. Um, but meanwhile, thank God we can continue to worship God wherever we're at. You know why? Wherever we're at, we are the church. The building's not the church. We are the church. So um, we're coming together, worshiping our God in this very special and wonderful day. And I know God is getting the glory, and I know His presence is there in each and every home right now, right where you're at. Hallelujah. I'm looking at your faces right now in my mind's eye, and I'm seeing the joy of the Lord in you. And I'm so thankful that all of us are taking time out to honor our mothers, but at the same time, honoring Almighty God. Hallelujah, because He is worthy. I wanted to take out a moment just again to remind you, if you haven't yet, please go to the chat room and let us know you're there, you know, your name and whoever else is with you, or maybe uh, me and three more, me and four more. This way, we know how to be able to count and know who's with us, who's not with us. We know who to reach out to. And at the same time, it's, it's very vital that we continue to do that because sometimes we have a glitch, like last week. Last week, unfortunately, um, the website browser or the website host had a problem. So when we uploaded our program, it didn't work. But immediately through chat room, we were able to tell everybody to move over uh, to YouTube. There are actually three places that we show this. We show it on our website. We also show it on uh, Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. So there are three areas where you can reach out to us and see the services. We also have these services recorded on Facebook. So each and every week, if you couldn't make it or if you have to leave early for whatever reason, you can still see the service and be a part of it uh, later on. Uh, if you didn't go last week to church, so to speak, you can go to Facebook and find us, find last week's recording, and you could also enjoy. And the messages have been precious. God has been ministering to us in a profound way. So understand that. Thank God He's given us this wisdom, this understanding. He spoke this to us about three, three and a half years ago to prepare ourselves with the internet church. And thank God that we as a church, we've been ready. We've been already um, on YouTube. We've already been on Facebook. We've already been uh, through Zoom working and, and ministering through Zoom each and every week for over a year, I think year and a half. So praise God for that. I just wanted to uh, thank you also for your continued disciplines, for continually reaching out every Tuesday, for being with us every Thursday, Friday uh, at Friday Night Live, uh, also Saturday with the men. Thank you for praying each and every week with Minister Cynthia. Uh, thank you, Johanna, for ministering to the children. Uh, thank you, uh, Nate and Brenda, for ministering uh, to the young adults. Um, thank you, uh, Tony and Belinda, for ministering on Fridays. We're so grateful to all of you. Thank you, uh, Julio. Uh, Rodriguez for the wonderful job that you're doing in compiling all of this together, getting all the videos together. Just so grateful for all of the work and the blessed labor that each and every one of you are doing on behalf of the people of God. So I thank you. Me and my wife are grateful to you. I also want to say thank you for your weekly giving. It's been so precious. We haven't fallen behind in our giving, and we thank God for that. So we're paying all our bills. So let's continue these disciplines. But the most important reason why we continue this is because that's part of our warfare. We actually warfare with our giving. In, in Malachi chapter 3, it makes it clear that to the tither, God says he rebukes the devourer. And especially today, 
We need to be very, very connected with Almighty God and His principles, and sowing seeds that help to rebuke the devourer. As we give the tithe and the offering, God Himself rebukes the devourer. We don't do that, He does that. And it's a blessing and a promise from Him. He's the one that opens up the windows of heaven. He's the one that calls us a delightsome land. He's the one that told us, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. He's the one that said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that as we give, He'll continue to bless us so that we could continue to give. He'll put us in a cycle of giving and receiving. So He continues to give us the seed that we could continue to sow. So we thank God for that blessing. Because we're in you know times where we're not sure what's going on. We need God's blessing. And in the Old Testament, it's amazing that Isaac sowed in a land that God told him to sow into, yet there was famine in the land. But God told him, no, sow in that land, because I'm going to have you prosper. And he sowed, and he reaped a hundredfold that year. God caused him to reap a hundredfold in a land where there was famine. So understand, God's able to open doors even when doors seem to be closed. So let's continue these disciplines. Right now we're going to take a break and we're going to go into a time of giving. So take a moment to go to the church website, uh, calvaryny.org, calvaryny.org, and release your tithe there. On the, upper, <clears throat> on the upper area, it says give, and when we click there, it goes to a page where it says donate. There you click, and uh, you're able to give uh, through your uh, credit card or through PayPal, Venmo, and Julio will have that information on the screen. Also, you could give uh, via mail. You could call our office, 718 829-5306, 829-5306, and you could sp speak to Elder Isabel, and she will give, a, give you the address, and uh, also that'll be on the screen. It's also on our website, calvaryny.org. Amen? So let's get ready to give. Well, let me pray with you before we give. Father, thank you for your divine provision. Thank you for meeting all of our need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. We're so grateful to you, my God, that you're the owner of all the gold and the silver. And Father, especially during these times of crisis, my God, we so trust you. We trust you with all of our heart. We lean not upon our own understanding. We acknowledge you in all our ways, and we thank you for, Lord, directing our steps. We bless you, my God. Now, as we sow the tithe and we sow the offering, my God, whether now or at the end of this service, we thank you that you're the one who meets all of our need according to your riches and glory. Thank you for the privilege to be able to be a giver like you are, because you're the greatest giver. Thank you, Father, for the cross of Calvary was the greatest gift to mankind. So, Father, we join that spirit of giving, my God, and blessing our communities and blessing uh, through, even through Zoom, even through Facebook, even, uh, Lord God, uh, through uh, other areas, my God, uh, such as YouTube and others, Lord, people are seeing uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached. People are hearing the gospel, uh, and Lord, and the needs of people are being met behind the scenes, my Father. And we as a church, we're practicing that also. So thank you that in the coming days, we will continue to be a blessing to others, my God, because you have blessed us. Now we become a blessing to others. We pray all these things, and we ask that you receive the tithe and the offering to our high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God.
morning. Brother James here. Just want to wish all the mothers of the house and the mothers outside the house and our wives and our moms and all the mothers who uh, tune in to us every Sunday to our service a happy Mother's Day. We appreciate you. And a special happy Mother's Day to our Pastor Gwen, the mother of this house. We appreciate you greatly, Pastor Gwen. And we thank you for all that you do. And we thank all the mothers for all that they do. After all, without the mothers, we would not be here. <laughs> so God bless you, mothers. Have a great day. Enjoy your day. This is the day the Lord has made for you. God bless. I want to do a shout out to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, I want to do a shout out to my precious wife. Baby, thank you. Uh, your labor in the home with us is, has not been in vain. Uh, you wear so many hats. Uh, the chef, the teacher, the nurturer, you know, my entertainment center. Um, just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for being who you are. And I can say for the kids and me that we wouldn't be who we are if we didn't have a precious mother like you. Love you. Love you.
is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The Bible says he was slain before the foundations of the earth. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 
worship in the name of the Lord most high. He is and was and forever will be. Glory to God in the highest. God bless you, Calvary and warriors of faith, and especially for all those mothers that without you, that we wouldn't be none of us. So we want to bless you and thank you for being all the women that you have been, especially my wife, that I love her so dearly because she's always been there for me through good and through bad. It never has changed. All those other mothers also in Calvary, I want to bless you and thank you so much. All those that I have interacted with and they've always talked to me and always have treated me always the same. Good afternoon, church. I just wanted to wish all the mothers out there a blessed and healthy Mother's Day. Pastor Gwen, I thank you for being the spiritual mother to your flock. And to all the mothers and spiritual mothers out there, I thank you. I thank you for what you gave, which was life to your children. Thank you for giving us understanding. Thank you for giving us knowledge. Thank you for showing us how to love. May God bless you on this day and enjoy your Mother's Day. Enjoy your day to the fullest because each and every one of you, I'm counting, each and every one of you deserve the best. God bless. God bless you all. I miss you all. I pray all you mothers have a very blessed and happy Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day to the best mother in the world, my mom, Felipa. Love you. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. Hello. Good morning. Brother Renee here. I would like to take this opportunity to say happy Mother's Day to all you wonderful moms out there. And also a special happy Mother's Day to Pastor Gwen, my mother, and my lovely wife, Yesenia. God bless you all.
Happy Mother's Day to you all. We appreciate you. We hope you guys are all safe. We love you so much. And thank you for what you've done for us. Bye. I just want to wish my mommy a happy Mother's Day. I love you. Thank you so much for being a helpful mom, a special mom, and an amazing mom. May God bless you in all your ways. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. May God bless you. So for my mom for Mother's Day, I made her a card. It says, Happy Mother's Day, Mom, with a big purple heart on the front. And then inside, I drew an X and an O. And inside the O, I wrote, Thank you for all the things that you do for me. And on the back, it says, So in return, let me do something special for you. Happy Mother's Day. From Layla to the best mom in the world. Bye. My mom is the best mom in the world. She's always being so nice to me, and in this rough time, she's doing whatever she can to make me feel good and make sure I'm healthy, and I love her for that because without her, I would probably be out in the streets. Um, and I just want to say thank you, Mom, for everything that you've done for me. I love you. Mom, I know you don't know it, but me, Daddy, and Malachi have the best present in the world, and that's you. What I want to say about my mom is that she is so cute. She prepares me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She tucks me into bed all the time. She prays for me and my brother, and she is the cutest mom I've ever seen. Well, praise God. We love our mothers, how precious they are. And today I wanted to speak a couple of minutes on women who make a difference. Women who make a difference. And you know, we all love our mothers. They're so precious. They're so important in our lives. It's fitting that President Woodrow Wilson decided that Mother's Day needed to be a national holiday <clears throat> so that our nation celebrates all our mothers out there. It's that important and it's that relevant. A mother's love makes the children always feel special. When we say, he has a face that only a mother can love, you know, that's kind of an insult. But even though it's a put-down, it also highlights that the precious love of a mother. Only a mother can love, right? Pastor Heitzig one time said this. He says, when you're four years old, you say this, my mother can do anything. And then, by the time you reach 12 years old, you might say this, my mother doesn't know everything. Then when you're 14, you say, mom doesn't know a thing. And by the time you reach 18, you say, mom is so out of step with times. So out of step. She's so backward. She doesn't understand anything. But by the age of 25, you say, well, mom knows a few things. Then by the age of 35, you might say this, before we decide, let's get mom's opinion. And by age 45, you say this, I wonder what my mother would say about this. And certainly by age 65, you might say, I wish that I could talk to my mother just one more time. And there are many of us uh, right now that are in that position. Others still have their mothers with them, 
Um, I don't know what age bracket you're at, but let me tell you, mothers are absolutely precious. One time I heard a story about a mother who was shopping at Target's, and her two-year-old daughter was with her right there on the cart, and the kid was screaming and crying the whole time. The mother continually said, Calm down, Katie. Calm down, Katie. Everything's going to be okay, Katie. Katie, we're almost finished. Katie, it's almost time to go home. Don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. So one of Target staff saw this happening, went up to the lady and says, Ma'am, you should be commended as to how gently and patiently you're working with Katie. And so the mother turned to her and said, uh, Lady, I am Katie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mothers out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And today, I want to speak about three special women in the Scriptures, specifically in the book of Exodus. They have been memorialized in the Scriptures. They sowed actions of bravery, of wisdom, and courage. And because of it, literally, history was impacted and changed. In Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, I'm going to read it now to you. About this time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. And then she put the baby in the back basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance, watching to see what would happen to him. Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river, and her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. And when the princess opened it, she saw a baby. And the little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. She said, this must be one of the Hebrew children. Then the baby's sister approached the princess, the baby's sister, Miriam, approached the princess and said this to her, should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? She asked her that. And in verse 8 it says, yes, do. The princess replied. So the girl went and called who? The baby's mother, Jochebed. And take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I'll pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when the baby or the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as his own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Amazing! What an amazing story, and this actually happened. God used these three women in tandem to partner with getting Moses in sync with his purpose. So these three women helped Moses in the midst of a sure death sentence. It was, I mean, he's going to be dead. That's it. You know, Pharaoh had decreed it, and it was going to happen. He already had determined that all of the Hebrew boys would be put to death in order to control the Jewish population or the Hebrew population. So in Exodus, Exodus chapter 1, verse 22, it says this, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all of his people, Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. Ha! Huh. So it's terrible. And this is where Moses was born. It was in that time, in that season. 
So, however, when Moses' mother saw Moses, she suddenly knew. She just discerned. She saw in a spirit that this boy was special. He had a special call of God on his life. He had to remain alive to fulfill a special purpose. So she hid him as long as she could, about three months. And imagine that in, in a community, in small little huts or little homes or little places. Uh, how could you hide a child? I mean, the child cries. The child's going to grow up. So she did so for three months. But you have to give her a lot of credit in this because it could have gotten her into a lot of trouble. But the love that she had for this boy, the love of a mother, overruled any fear that she would have been experiencing. And it's interesting because God then gave her a strategy, and this strategy was certainly out of the box, to be sure. She knew that Moses could not remain in her humble home and community. She knew that sooner or later, these Egyptian soldiers would have found this child and would have killed him. So she planned with Miriam, who was Moses' oldest sister, to submit Moses to God's providence. And she created a basket that floated. So she placed Moses in that basket and sent them down the Nile River. So as he was going down the Nile River, she sent Miriam to watch where Moses would land, what would happen to Moses. So the basket floated down to where Pharaoh's daughter was bathing. Interestingly enough, God led this basket and hence led Moses right to Pharaoh's daughter while she was bathing. She saw the basket and she told the maidens or her helpers to retrieve the basket. And when she saw the child, the Bible says she had pity or she had compassion on the child. So it's interesting. This woman is not mentioned by her name. You know, princesses uh, or daughters of pharaohs were great and powerful women, but yet her name is not mentioned, only that she was of the royal family. So her legacy, interestingly enough, isn't one of fame and fortune or power and glory. Her legacy is her kindness. Her legacy is her motherly instincts, her tender mercies. And the fact that she adopted, later on, she adopted Moses and gave him a name that would be great, and made him part of the royal family. And it was there later on that Moses was trained and prepped to be a future pharaoh or future great leader of Egypt. Miriam also had great insight and wisdom because when Pharaoh's daughter was still thinking of what to do with the child when she first saw him, she literally ran immediately over to Pharaoh's daughter and offered her to get a Hebrew nurse to wean wean the child until he was old enough for Pharaoh's daughter to take over. Interestingly enough, she herself, Miriam, talking about Miriam, she took a great risk in just showing up in the presence of Pharaoh's daughter. She could have easily have been arrested or even killed. You're not supposed to show up uh, to where Pharaoh's daughter is at. But yet, God God gave her grace. God gave her favor to do so. And so these three women showed several great attributes, and I want to mention them to you briefly. Number one is that they had great love. Great love. All three ladies expressed a profound love that put them at risk. Jochebed and Miriam could have easily lost their lives, but their love for uh, Moses propelled them to take this risk, even though it could have cost them their life. And you know, the Bible says that God is love. You know that love led Jesus to the cross. 
Love is the greatest. It says in 1 Corinthians 13, there are three great principles, but one is love, right? The other one is hope, the other one is faith. Three great things among us, but love is the greatest. Pharaoh's daughter also took on a Hebrew slave son as her own son and loved him and raised him with Egypt's vast resources. So the love of these women shined through and literally changed history. Number two, they endured great problems. Great problems. Because Jochebed, as well as uh, the other Israelite women, were in the middle of a massive ethnic cleansing. Because Pharaoh had already decreed and determined that all male Israelite children or babies would be killed. He didn't want them to continue to growing. God's favor was upon the Israelites, and they kept on growing and growing and multiplying and multiplying. And no matter what they did to them, they continued to grow. So in exasperation, he determined, well, let's kill all the male children. This way, um, they won't be able to have more children, and we'll use um, the women as, as slaves. But it didn't work out for him, because Moses still was able to pass through that process. So thank God that not only they had great love, but they were able to endure great problems and um, navigate through the problems of life and crises and still uh, provide ministry and provide uh, opportunities for great things to happen in their generation and to set up a future generation. And then the third thing is that these ladies had great wisdom and insight. Both Jochebed and Miriam thought outside of the box. I mean, how would, what, where in the world are you going to think about that? Put a child inside a little basket, and this basket became like a little Noah's Ark, so to speak. It led Moses to the place of salvation. I mean, how, how in the world would a mom think about that? Only the love of a mother. She knew that if she would have selfishly kept them, the baby would have been killed. He would have been found out and killed. But she said, God, I trust you, and I'm going to release him to your providence. And so both Jochebed and Miriam worked on this strategy. And then she sent out uh, Miriam, who was the older uh, sister of Moses, to watch over him. And it, it, this way Moses was able to step into the correct place and environment to be protected and prepped for his amazing purpose and destiny later on. And then number four, they helped to prepare the next generation. Because in doing so, Moses was able to impact the future generation. All three of these women helped the future generation as they did their part, their sacrificial part. They all did. Jochebed was willing to hide Moses and then release him to God's providence. Miriam literally helped to reconnect Moses and Jochebed later on because when uh, the, 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 the lady that saw uh, uh, Moses um, Pharaoh's daughter, she looked, and she's, she's looking at him. Right there, Miriam came and says, Can I help you? Can I get a nurse from the Hebrews to help this little boy until he's strong enough? I mean, what a strategy. She, she literally created an opportunity for Moses to go back home so that his mom could wean him and, and spend some quality time with him. And spend, I don't know, uh, uh, several months, maybe a year, maybe two years. We don't know how much time. But this was precious time for Moses' mom. At one moment, she's looking at Moses and saying, Oh my God, God, I put him in your hands. I'm going to put him in this basket. Lead him to a place that can help him. And then later on, Moses is coming back into her hands. And she's able to wean him personally. Wow, what a 
amazing strategy. Only God can come up with that. And that speaks to all of us because that same spirit that helped them is the same spirit that lives within us. And to you mothers out there that are going through difficult times with your children, God will give you wisdom. God will give you strategies. God will give you dreams and visions to help your children and to prepare them for their future. Right now in the midst of crisis, we need wisdom. We need peace. In the midst of problems, in the midst of trials, in the midst of issues, we need the peace of God and the strategy of God. And the same God that gave Mir Miriam and, and gave Jochebed that wisdom to be able to set Moses in his place. And later on also give Pharaoh's daughter that opportunity to help Moses also. That same God is here with you right in your home right now. Right with your family right now. Right with you right now. He's there, present. Hallelujah. Amazing to me when, when, when I hear this, how God can move things into place if we would trust Him. Pharaoh's daughter was willing to invest years into somebody that wasn't her own son. Only God can do that. They didn't see the Hebrew children as something to bring into their own home. They only saw them as slaves, indentured servants. And yet, Pharaoh's daughter, this great woman, I mean, I'm sure in her lifetime she was a great woman, and she had fame and fortune, Nothing is mentioned of her except that love, that pity, that compassion that she had for a boy, a baby, a child that she didn't know. Compassion for a Hebrew child, not an Egyptian child, a Hebrew child. But yet the love of God was shed abroad in her heart. And at that moment, there was a divine connection. And I love that because God can create that divine connection for you in your job with your supervisor. You know, with your future spouse, in your community. God can give you grace and favor in a place where there doesn't seem to be grace and favor. And God is doing that right now for His children all over the world. God's Spirit can move the hand of the governor, the hand of the mayor, the, the hand of the president to help us in this season and time. We need to be praying for wisdom and strategies for ourselves, for our families, for our church family, for our community, our city, for our state for our nation, for the world. Hallelujah. Pharaoh's daughter was touched by the love of God and that pity and compassion that welled up within her own heart for Moses became the bridge that would eventually allow Moses to live on and grow and be trained in the finest of schools and, and fed the best of, 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 of food, or rather the schools and be fed the best of food and, be, and, and literally dressed with the best of clothing for a season. Until then, the next phase in his life came, where he had to take all of that and submit it to the sovereignty of God. And you know, eventually he came back to Egypt and became a great deliverer. We still speak about him today. But it was these three women that helped to prep Moses, to protect Moses, to take care of Moses until he was ready to initiate his ministry. And number five, these women accomplished great things in their generation. These women are spoken about even today. And yet, it wasn't their purpose to become famous. It wasn't their purpose for people to remember them and speak about them. It was just Jochebed's desire to protect that child. And she saw something in his future. She looked at them. She, he realized, she realized that he was special. And because of that, she sprang into action, asked God for strategy. And between her and her daughter, 
they were able to help Moses to set him up for his better future. Hallelujah. They weren't looking for fame or glory. They, they were just looking to help Moses. And so they took the corresponding risks. They did that for Moses because they loved. They partnered with God. They partnered with God to do something great in their generation. Something which left a lasting legacy that is even spoken about today, thousands of years later. We're still talking about what Jochebed did, what Miriam did, and, and what uh, Pharaoh's daughter did. Mm, my God. It impacted all of history because what Moses did eventually changed everything. And, it, it, and he obeyed God in his lifetime, but he needed something to help, somebody to help him until he could get ready. Like these three women, we are also called to do something great in our lifetime. We are. And I repeat that. You're called to do something great in your lifetime. It might not look like that right now. Your life might not look like it's that important right now. But take it from me. Little acorns bring forth great oak trees. So the little things, I mean, that we think are little, that we do at this moment, we do not understand how God could take a small thing and do great things with it. Little actions, prayers that people might not be hearing right now, but God's hearing them. Actions of love, of compassion that we do right now. People might not be seeing it. They might not be expressing uh, anything to you. They might not be saying, wow, how wonderful you are in helping that person and blessing that person and ministering to this other person. They might not be saying that, but God is seeing it. God tells us to not despise the day of small beginnings. Understand that every time you bless somebody else, that is a seed. It's a seed that can impact and change the future. We need to treat every opportunity with honor and with reverence. The Bible says so in seven, yea, even eight fields, because you don't know which one is going to prosper. Just know and be confident that God can take your little seed, or what you think is little, your, or your small action, your insignificant action, and do great things with it. Your life is important. Your life is needed. You are a partner with God. And in the same way these ladies, ladies partnered with God, today it's our turn. It's our generation. It's our time to invest seeds of love, to ask God for wisdom and strategies, not just for ourselves, but for others also. Note that God calls himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's a transgenerational God. And what he did with um, the first generation, he was already thinking about the second and the third generation. And you know the scripture says that a righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So the things we're doing now are not only supposed to be for us, we cannot be selfish in this season. We need to be selfless and think not just of us, but think of our children, both natural and spiritual, and our grandchildren, both natural and spiritual. What we do today impacts this generation, but it also helps to impact future generations. And we know that the greatest seed was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He's the one that died for us all. When God saw the sin condition of humanity, and something needed to be done, he said, I will go myself. I will become flesh, and I will, uh, I will die for them. The love that was expressed by Almighty God was also expressed by these ladies. 
and today in this generation, the love of God is shed abroad in us and then through us. See, Jesus died on the cross, and now he gives us the awesome privilege to be able to share his love to a fallen world, to a lost and dying generation. Throughout the world today, people are suffering, they're afraid, they're worried, they're unsure. And in fact, we do have uncertain times up ahead. But the greatest confidence we can have is the fact that God is the rock. He is solid. He is faithful. And He can take even a sure death situation and turn it around and not only bring life and protect us, but He could also help us to set us up so that we also can release a great destiny and a, a great future and minister to this generation and future generations. So today, I wanted to share this about our precious mothers, about women uh, who uh, honor God, but it's not a message only for uh, about the ladies, it's also all of us. Today, we have an opportunity to make a difference. It might be uh, for our children, it might be in our city, it might be in business, because even if you're in business, that's your ministry. See, it might be in government, that might be your ministry. You know, you think about Joseph. Joseph, uh, his church wasn't in a building somewhere. His church was government. That's, that's why he served. What about Daniel? Daniel served three kings. He didn't ser serve as a pastor, per se, in the church. He served, literally, kings and nations. So, depending on what you're called to do, it might not look like a pulpit in a church somewhere, but guess what? We're touching the world. We're touching this generation and future generations. And not only that, there's been a great shift. Like in Moses' time, when all these uh, children were called to be killed by Pharaoh, that was a certain uh, uh, shift in season and time. And what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around. And so when Moses showed up, uh, God shifted the future of the Israelites, because they, they went from being slaves to ruling and, and leaving rich and entering into their promised land. So it was a shift. And we have experienced a shift in this season. This year has been a year of the great reset, a year of the great reboot. Whereas we always thought, wow, what can I do in ministry? So let me go to the church and see what I could do there. And minister to 10 people, 50 people, 100 people. Now, God is having, or excuse me, God is having us minister to nations through the internet right now. Even our uh, services are being seen all throughout the United States. Our services being seen in different parts of the world. So there's been a shift. So we have to think differently today. So we need to ask God today for wisdom and strategy because God wants to amplify his message in this season. As sad and as scary um, and as frightful it is, yet wherever there's darkness and wherever, wherever there's sin, there's great grace. And great grace is abounding in this season for the world. God is sharing his love with the world in this season. In the midst of this calamity, the love of God is being expressed. God is saying to the world, I love you. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. I want to do something special in your life. I want to turn your sure death situation to a situation of life. And if you have never had an opportunity to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior yet, God is speaking to you today. 
Scripture says if He calls you, if you hear His voice, don't reject it. Don't push it away. God is saying to you today, I love you, and I sent my son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you so that you could become my son. Wow, Moses was a Hebrew child, but yet he was adopted into the Egyptian family. Well, God is taking us who were not his children, and he's adopting us into his own family. In Christ, when we receive Christ in our heart, when we believe in Jesus, when we trust in his sacrifice, and we receive him with all of our hearts, he forgives our sin, and he receives us into his family. We are adopted into his family through Christ Jesus, and the blood of Christ forgives all of our sins. So if you haven't had the opportunity to receive Jesus yet, God wants to do something mighty. He wants to shift your future, your destiny. <clears throat> he wants to release you into your true destiny, the one that he has purposed for you. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope and a destiny. Hallelujah. So if that's you and you want to receive Jesus today, pray this prayer with me a moment. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that in this wonderful day, Mother's Day, I've heard your word. And I trust in your Son. I believe that Jesus died for me. And this moment I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. I receive him into my heart. I believe, Lord, I believe with all my heart that he is Lord and Savior. I ask your forgiveness. Forgive me of any and all sin. Cleanse my sin. And I pray that you birth me anew into your kingdom. I thank you, Father, that because your word says that if I receive your son Jesus, I will be saved. And today I receive him as Lord and Savior. So, Father, thank you for that. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be able to know that. Please let us know. You could call the church office, 718-829-5306. 718-829-5306. And let us know that you made that decision because we want to send you material. It won't cost you anything. We would just want to get it over to you. Uh, maybe uh, if you want us, we could send it to you through your email. So give us your email. Or maybe you could go to the chat room now and put your email there and we will send you material. Uh, also, uh, we want to be able to send you stuff via mail if you'd like. We want to continue to partner with you. There's a lot that you need to know. It's good. It's wonderful. The scriptures are awesome and amazing, and we want to bless you. That's what we're here for. God has been good to us, and now we want to share God's love with others also. So if you have an opportunity, do that right now. Go to the chat room and just give us your email and let us know you prayed that prayer and you want some information as to um, how to uh, walk again, or rather walk as a born-again child of God, you know, to understand the scriptures more and understand what the born-again process is, okay? Praise God. I'm so proud that, that you made that prayer, and I'm so happy that you are in the kingdom of God. So let us know. Also, for uh, you, family, I am so grateful to God, To even though we can't see each other physically and, uh, at the church locale, but I appreciate your disciplines and the fact that you have continued to fellowship uh, in, in church, so to speak, but through uh, Zoom and through Facebook Live and through YouTube. It's just such a privilege that we've been able to do that. Understand that we meet all weekend long. I mean, I'm sorry, all week long. We meet uh, Mondays for prayer, Tuesdays. We meet um, live through Zoom. So if you want to meet with us through Zoom, just call the office at 718-829-5306, and we'll give you that information so you could get on. Wednesdays we pray. Thursdays uh, the ladies meet with uh, Gwen, Pastor Gwen. 
Fridays we have church also and and so you could see it through uh, Facebook live uh, also through the website and through zoom and of course uh, Saturdays uh, the guys meet and we also have a great time where we uh, minister to each other so if you want that information the church office can also give you that information Mondays also I meet with some of the young folk uh, we meet at nine o'clock so if you'd like that you know you could feel free to join us and I, I know also uh, that Nate and Brenda also meet with uh, the young adults uh, so they, they have also time. I, I'm not sure it could be Thursday or Friday, but you could get that information through our website, which is www.calvaryny.org. www.calvaryny.org. But we're meeting continuously. Please feel free to jump on board anytime throughout the week. We love you and we, we appreciate that. Don't forget, if you didn't have a chance to release your offering uh, through the offering break today, um, the tithe and offering, and you're so inclined, please feel free at the end of this gathering to go to our website, calvaryny.org. On the top header to the right, it says Give, um, and then you could click there, uh, and you'll see the button Donate. You click on there, and you could give uh, your offering through PayPal or through your credit card, or through Venmo. And uh, right now on the screen, uh, Julio could uh, put some information there so that you could also see it there. Well, praise God. I pray that this bless you like it blessed me. Uh, very profound. Uh, we love our mothers and for what they do for us. But my God, there's so much, so much that we could share about how, how mothers have been so precious in the lives of so many. My God. God bless you, mothers. So appreciative of you. We love you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. And as the families gather together and bless their mothers, I pray your presence upon uh, their gatherings in their homes. I pray your peace upon moms, Lord God. I pray grant them the peace of God which passes understanding, the joy of the Lord which is their strength. Grant, grant them strength to continue the journey, my Lord. I know that uh, they go through difficult times. They go through um, sometimes even tragedies. But yet, the love of a mother the grace of a mother. Hallelujah. Father, we bless the mothers today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bless their families, their children and their grandchildren. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us, my God. Thank you for our parents. Thank you for the fellowship. Thank you for meeting all of our need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Bless your people right now with your peace. And Father, I thank you that in the midst of this great reboot, I thank you that your peace is with them even now. Lord, I, I, right now I bind any uh, spirit of sadness, any despair, any worry, any concern. And Lord, I pray that you replace it with your peace. The peace of God which passes understanding over your people. And I thank you, Father, for it. Holy Spirit, have your way. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now we dismiss from this gathering, giving you all the glory, all the honor, and the praise. In the name that is above all names. The name of our Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. Remember, you're blessed and you're highly favored. Go to the chat room now, or rather the chat room now, and just uh, say bye to everybody. We're not going to close the chat room, so you want to continue to communicate, go for it. God bless you. Love you. You're blessed and you're highly favored.